Kia ora, koto everyone. Um, I don't even know who I am, what day is it, what level are we on, Ron? We're on level 27. Um, I'm here with Danica Revel, uh, the amazing woman. I've been trying to talk to you for a while. Um, I know, bloody hell. Uh, Co-founder of The Period Place, which we'll talk about. Um, and mum to two and a half year old, Solidarity, and an 11, year old, 11 month old. You did it again. <laughs> um, welcome, Hari Mai. Hari Mai. Um, and you're in Auckland. Is it, what, what's, what's the weather doing? I'm going to ask that in a, a British type of... Bloody you know, beautiful, sunny. Took the kids out for a walk this morning. It took us an hour to walk around the block, which was paralyzingly fun. Takes an hour to get out of the fucking house. Well, do you know what? It's actually because of lockdown. We just walk out of the house and walk around. I don't have to pack nappies half the time. I don't even pack a snack because I'm like, oh, we're two minutes from the house. Um, but today, my two-year-old wanted. He refused to ride his bike, but had to wear his helmet for the walk. But wouldn't. <laughs> ride the bike so i had to carry the bike with the pram and i'm trying to get the, the the 11 month old to nap in the pram so you've got to walk fast enough that the 11 month old stays asleep but slow enough that you can keep up with the two-year-old otherwise they scream mummy and they sound like you're abandoning them and oh just... god it's a minefield every day with scream, so yeah, yeah. And it was an hour and it was just I, I alternated between i could be doing so many more things with this time than walking around the block to, but this is what life is about, to slow down and spend time with our children, to, well, you are real, oh my God, I want to Yeah, no, so I, I did a podcast this morning uh, with a friend, really good friend of mine, and she's got a three-month-old, and she's still in that what the fuck stage. Um, and she, oh, my God. And she said, we said, I said, she said, when does it, you know, not, not like check kind of get easier because it doesn't but I said she said when do the voices in your head stop and I was like well one we have to discuss what those voices are and if they're real um <laughs> but, but also I said they don't they those voices around that um but I should accept this and I should love this and I hate this and I don't want this and I do want this and I, no. it never stops you're constantly battling with each other always so uh how are you how are you I ask everyone hate the word busy um I find it a real cop-out term but fuck I've been so busy the last yeah. few weeks my partner he works my husband he works full-time he's a director for an accounting firm so um everybody's jobs have different levels of responsibility but it's pretty hard for him to just you know flake off from being in front of his computer he really does have to work from home and then I run the period place with my friend, um, Sarah, one of my best friends. We started that two and a half years ago. And then I also am, am coordinator for a, a group in Auckland called the Auckland Women's Health Council. And I've been putting together a bit of a proposal to help bring them into kind of the 21st century. So that's been taking up a lot more of my time than anticipated. And then on top of that, I'm also doing freelance work to support um, an urban Māori authority here in Auckland. So I'm doing about 50 hours worth of work. <laughs> got more on my plate now. Happy days. I know. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. So yeah. I've got about 50, 60 hours worth of work a week. My husband's got 40 and we have two kids. And even two months ago when this lockdown first started, because we went into lockdown a week or two before everyone else, Mike got sent home from work um, the day... I think it was a Saturday night, Jacinda said, 
I'm shutting the borders down and his work got an email the next day saying don't even come in so we essentially went into lockdown then kind of out of respect for his work because I was like if their workplace is sending everyone home I'm not really going to go out for dinner with my girlfriends or take the kids up to the park I'm just gonna you know yeah totally just respect the decision they've made yeah. um, and, and so who's in your bubble who's been in your bubble for the past my husband and I the two kids and thank baby Jesus we have our brother-in-law actually lives in the granny flat downstairs under our house. And so there are some days where we can get like an hour or two of Harry going down there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I've been like the really interesting conversations over these past two weeks or three weeks, however long I've been glued to my screen, um, have been about roles. So I know that when we started, we both still work full time. I work for a family violence organization. So my, my job, it, the blog kind of died and it's still there, but it kind of went, and then my other job shifted. And then we both went into this, how are, they gonna, how are we going to do this? So how we, so we split our day half and half, which some people have gone, that doesn't work for me. And some people have gone, yep, that's how we do it. Um, but the juggle of the roles is really interesting because I'm like, you know, all those secret invisible jobs that we do. Um, and it's, and it's I've been at home for two and a half years with the kids. Yeah. I haven't, um, I was, we were two days away from signing the biggest contract that the period place has seen. It's going to fund the work we do for a year. It was going to be a massive big school initiative program r rolling out for months and months and months in the Waikato and the Bay of Plenty and then COVID hit and we lost the contract. And I felt like I was two days away from getting back out into society. I have yeah. been, since before Christmas, desperate to get back out. I'm an extroverted extrovert. So being at home having kids has been very mentally tough for me. Yeah, yeah. And I really struggled when lockdown first happened because I thought not only am I stuck at home like I have been, you know, and I know that I come from a place of privilege to be able to say that, but stuck at home and in inverted commas for the last couple of years, but now I'm really bloody stuck at home. Yeah. But after I kind of got over it for the first week or two and I realised, you know, I had somebody at home to talk to all day and annoy, oh, it was great. <laughs> and at first, when we first came in, there definitely was some, some issues around, you know, I feel like the house is mine. This is my space. In the daytime, it's mine. I'm the queen. I'm the boss. Whereas Michael came home where he was used to being kind of the boss in his area yeah. and he kind of came into mine and just kind of, I felt like he took it over, not intentionally, but it was just like, well, daddy's home now. So if there's a meeting, you can't be loud. And I'm like, that's not how it works. We have two kids. You have to move away. Yeah. Um, and it took us, we had to really communicate and have conversations around how is this going to work. So much, eh? Doing um, bigger chunks. And what we ended up realizing after a few weeks, probably about a month, was two hours. So I come in for an hour or two before work time. Yep. Um, and then he starts, he, he does nine till 11 and then I come back, you know, he goes out with the kids. I come back into the office and I do from 11 till one, but I usually get till about two, two thirty because of the nap time. And then when the toddler wakes up, I do the afternoon. So we found that worked really well for us because it meant someone wasn't away from their emails for too long at a time. Yeah. That's bloody frustrating not being able to dig deep into any projects. Cause just so I I, also, I talked about that um, the other day about um, that internal monologue I'm having at the minute is, you know, really wanting to, like, you know, I've got this report that's new and it's just come out and I really want to read it. But my, my one brain is saying, 
for God's sake, you can do that later. And your small person is sitting there going, mommy, just read to me five minutes. But then my other brain is going, if you weren't here, I'd be well deep into this. And it'd be, you know, I'd be getting it done and not being able to get your teeth into stuff. And I said last night to my husband, I just want to work. And he said, that is really sad, eh? That we just want to do work over our kid. Like, that. what is that about? So we had to really talk about what that was. And I feel like that as well, because the work I do, it's the same as you, it's social work. You, you know, on the one hand, I've got the voice in my head that's saying, how dare you have a rest in your comfortable, warm, dry house in the lounge room and watch some TV. There are people who are sleeping rough in New Zealand. Um, there are people who don't have period products who are free bleeding right now in their lounge room while you sit there or not, you know, all warm and cosy. You should be working at your computer until midnight. And I was like that for years, but I found you crash and burn time yeah. and time again. And yeah. that's what I kept doing. So um, I think we're so lucky to love what we do. So many people I know hate what they bloody do and they yeah. have been half-assing it in lockdown because they're not interested in what they're doing. Yeah. Whereas for people like you and me who love it and yeah. who get such a sense of achievement out of it, I, I've been working for two and a half years on the period place. Sarah and I have not been paid for what we do in two and a half years. It's not a paycheck. We work full time to run a charity. If any funding comes into the charity, it's for what the charity does. We haven't had any of our time paid yet. The big contract that we were about to get in March was going to do that. Yeah. I know it will. I'm feeling positive. <laughs> I'm feel it. Yeah. I'm not interested it, all right? But, um, so explain to me, explain to people who don't know what the period place is. Um, just kind of give us your elevator pitch. <sighs> Uh, so Five-minute elevator pitch. Because yeah. uh, stuck in here, I've hit the emergency. <laughs> so the period place is a place about periods. <laughs> we have—I'm uh, a woman of many words. Um, we have three core pillars, and everything we do comes back to that. So the first one is conversation. We make people have conversations about periods, individuals, workplaces wider society we um, help people access education around period products around period cycles around period myths and taboos and all that sort of stuff any type of education related to periods and then the third one is access we help people access education we help people access products etc etc from an individual level we help people like right now we've got to give a little campaign where we've raised about fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars in the last month for period packs, um, emergency period relief packs. It's ten dollars for a period pack. For that they get uh, in the pack two packets of um, pa- pads that are you know ten pads in each box, and an A4 brochure that with the information that's been donated from Nest Consulting, who do school programs around the country, run period period classes you know those extracurricular yeah and um information about how to get in touch with us for more products and services and all that all that jazz so they're going out to people at an individual level they're helping individuals right now as a band-aid solution and then there is the next level up is um society community work because for change to happen you need community input and that's things like the HUI that we ran last year, New Zealand's first national period HUI, where we brought together 32, 35 experts from around the country who, um, you know, academics, period product makers, nurses, 
people in uh, from City Mission, all the different facets of periodness came together to work together and share all their knowledge. And then from like a real systems level change, we've um, with the other awesome businesses and organisations that jumped on board the Positive Periods Petition Group, we presented a, a petition in Parliament in November to get free period products in schools. So we we do stuff, yeah, from individual to community to high level systems change because it's the only way to change things. You've got yeah, to yeah, totally amazing. And help them. And then you've got to figure out why they're being pushed in the river upstream. And I just, um, amazing, like, I was, I'll talk about my, my seeing you a few years, uh, it was last year, I think. Um, did, um, as an aside, did Scotland just make period products free for everyone? Is that, was that a change that just happened? Last year, so they put period products in all schools, universities, public public community places like they've made it I think what they did was they've, they've formally recognized that periods are a public health issue which is what we're lobbying for here as well Dr Sarah Donovan from Otago University based in Wellington um has re is like the at the forefront of this research in New Zealand she's fantastic and she is the one who um kind of had the the, the bold statement in the ground that um you know periods should be classified as a public health issue here in New Zealand and that's what we've come in behind just like sanitation is a public health issue yeah yeah and I and I remember I remember seeing your stuff last year maybe it was the year before but I was looking at it and I realized so I'm 41 now I know I look young but um, uh, I remember seeing it and actually sitting and thinking about the first time we talked about, I talked about periods in school and, and this, I remember this nurse, I was 11, this nurse came in and like gathered all the girls around her arm and took us out of the classroom and gave us these little bags. And then we had to go like, and I distinctly remember her saying, go into the classroom now and put those bags put those little bags in your bag and do not get them out until you get home. Put in the tampon in the water, which was the most amazing thing in the world. Cause then we threw them at each other, of course. And, and then realizing that still probably last year, if I was in a bar, I would shove a tampon up my arm to go to the toilet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ridiculous. But I have this like, and now I bought, so I've been wearing those pants, which are just like, mind-blowingly amazing so good period underwear right? so amazing but so many of my female friends like women friends have gone oh i'm not sure and i'm like honestly what is this taboo about one having the conversation and saying no it's like when people go she's got cancer it's like people go she's got a and nobody can talk about it and it just blows my mind it's really it's I mean, oh, it's so hard to say for, you know, for some people in some cultures, there is a real... Yeah, no, 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 totally, yeah. But for so many people, it's just bullshit patriarchy that has them quivering and going, oh, God, she's bleeding, it's period. That's, yeah. not, that's not hapu, that's not anything to do with your um, religion or your culture. That's just you being an arsehole. Yeah. You're going to go at other people. And the reason, you know, like like that story about the nurse it's so common so common that boys aren't educated which really does a disservice it that's that's shit for the boys like, yeah totally yeah teach them they deserve to know what's going on with their 
with their um, other members of, of society, with their mothers and sisters and yeah. other people. You know, like that's that's so that's so sad for them that they don't get that education. Absolutely, and gaps themselves, and they go, "Oh God, if she's bleeding." Well, she yeah, and and like, what is, what's it about? Teenagers do that thing. So I used to teach sex education in schools, which was just hilarious because I absolutely loved it. But, you know, the, all the feedback, and it was the same when I was at school, was anything you didn't know, you asked your mate. You don't ask, you, you don't ask an adult, you ask your mate. And then your mate tells you something they've heard from their older sister who's made it up. Um, and it's just that cycle of stuff that just... doesn't know the answer, they still tell you the answer. Yeah, of course they do. The <laughs> of course they do. Yeah, totally. I remember a kid in asking me in school, um, so if he comes on my shoe and I sit on it uh, and, and I haven't got any pants on, will I get pregnant? And I'm like, one, why are you sitting on people's why shoes that are, covered, that are covered in semen? Like, mind blown. And two, no, what? Like, let's have this conversation. So, um, so it, I think it's really important also to talk about the fact that, you know, we're in this bonkers time how do you keep those conversations at the forefront of media and news like and in front of people that you need to get them in front of so i spoke to erin goff my amazing disability advocate um friend the other day and i'm like how do you keep chugging on with this stuff when you've got this to battle and she's like you just keep doing it and you keep presenting it and you keep presenting it so how do you do that Angle. My background is so varied. I ran my own social media and influencer marketing agency. I worked in PR. I studied social media and did a dissertation in it in the how males and females use it differently in New Zealand. I've done marketing and design and you know, my head is just such a swarm of all different ways of pitching things, pitching to media, pitching to individuals. I was also a copywriter for a while. And so, you know, when I'm writing text, I know how to, who to write it for and how to write it to them. So when we're contacting yeah. the media, um, you know, I understand about you've got to pitch in angles and you've got to pitch and you've got to think about who is the news, um, who is the news source, what is it that they've got going on? Um, you know, our period relief packs were due to go out this week, but the stickers that close the packs up were delayed by a week and they just arrived yesterday. But we're waiting until the end of the week to send them out because, uh, well, first of all, my co-founder was going to drive over, you know, in the beginning part of this week and we were going to pee-pee up a storm um, and start putting together 500 packs because we've, I've got a 1,000 period boxes in my laundry and next to my bed. Um, in the house and we're romantic we've got <laughs> the spare room bed and we've got shit all over the place um, so we can put these packs together but now that we've been announced to go down to level two we're going to wait until thursday then my co-founder will come over because she lives at piha so she's going to drive 45 minutes to my house we'll pack up packs and we'll start distributing them to the marae in south auckland yeah. um for um the manukau urban maori authority um it's going to be they're going to be going in with their hygiene parcels um which go out with the food passes as well but you don't want to you know it's not that's not really kosher to put um period products in with food parcels um yeah. for maori pacifica which yeah, is yeah. fine um so they're going in yeah with the health hygiene packs um and then we the, the other the other half are going to women's refuges yep awesome 
Um, so, you know, we're waiting until the end of the week to get media to come and film for that. Um, because we know they'll be all wrapped up with other level two details. So yeah. it's you've got to you've got to think about what's going on um, and and get your angle in at the right time. But it is frustrating when you feel like you have something really big and important to talk about and it doesn't get picked up because of a goddamn worldwide pandemic. I mean, how rude! Oh, how so rude, people! <laughs> So rude. So um, I could sit and talk to you all day. Do you know, it's so funny. I've, I've talked to all these women who I just wrote a list of people I really liked um, and, and, and got in touch with them. And then at the end of it all, I'm like, why haven't we, have, have, why haven't we been in a bar all together and had a drink yet? <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I'm going to be drinking up a storm post. Yeah, I know. I'm like, if we go 11, like from 11.59 on Wednesday night, we can see people. So I messaged my best friend and I was like, I'll see you at 11.59 on Wednesday, bitch. <laughs> My friend said, oh, next Monday then when we drop the kids off at daycare. I'm like, uh, excuse me, there's a whole four days in between that, people. Totally. The, the thing for me was that whole thing about 10 people in a party. And I'm like, I, I don't know if I know 10 people. And who do you pick? Uh, well, we've got like, so James is turning one in two weeks. And so we're like, my husband and I and the two kids, well, that's four. You add in his uh, brother-in-law downstairs, his son, uh, Michael's sister, that's Seven. Oh my god, you're gonna really piss them off. And then my, my husband's other brother and his partner. Well, that's nine. So I'm like, shit, we have to have a family party. And then we have <laughs> like a level one friends party yeah. and then a level two friends party. This and it's really, true. we're really this gonna, like, our friends are gonna see what level of friendship they come into our lives yeah, at. No, no, it's, it, it's all about who, who you like the best. Um, are you ready for your uh, quick fire? Favorite New Zealand biscuit? <laughs> Anzac. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ever say ginger nut. The amount of women. Oh my god. Complete losers. Uh, hot bath or hot shower? Oh, hot shower these days. Wash the wash the children off you. <laughs> <laughs> wash those children away. Um, croissant or English muffin? Uh, croissant. Croissant. Uh, ski or snowboard? I've never done either. Well done. Um, Kindle or book? Neither. Audiobook, because you can do it at two times the pace. And so you could be like pushing the kids through. And then you have somebody talking into your ear like this about feminism, and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to change the world. Everything's amazing. And then you get home from walking around the block. There's an entrepreneur right there. Um, If you have a scone, do you have jam and cream or cream and jam? Jam and cream? Yes. Is that the other way? Uh, were you the type of person who did your homework on the start of the school holidays or at the end? Oh, mate, I still do things the night before. My co-founder's like, the application's due tomorrow. I'm like, oh yeah, we are. You're like my freaking husband. Um, and how, we, are, you a, are you a tabs all open or a tabs closed in your computer? Oh, mate, I've got three screens. So I've got three screens and right now I can see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine windows open, let alone the tabs. Yeah, shut all mine down. Shut them all down. My, again, my husband goes, who even are you? you who even? I can't call with it. Um, uh, one famous person you'd invite into your bubble, alive or dead? Gina Davis. Ooh, nice choice. And uh, anything you want to recommend that you've been listening to or watching? Oh, working mums, man. It oh, is yeah. So, it's so interesting because I watched the first series. Because are they on the second series now? Um, 
And oh, I got a bit annoyed, and I'm like, correct. I think what annoyed me about some of the people in it, and I'm not, I couldn't work it, I couldn't put my finger on it, but I think I need to try again. I've got but so good. So the I the first season was real kind of snappy and quippy, whereas as other seasons have developed, there's been more intense storylines. Something happens in the second season. Everyone who's watched it's going to know what I'm talking about. Something happened in the second season that was so unexpected. And I, I grew up watching NYPD Blue and Law and Order with my mum and dad, and I can spot a storyline a mile away. It's a secret talent. When this came out, I literally gagged on the couch. I was like, oh, my God. was it? I was like, didn't know whether to cry or laugh or what to do. And my husband, he had his mouth open. We were like, uh, uh, we actually had to like talk for a few minutes and then go and like wash the dishes and come back and sit down to press play again. Mm. Yeah. Really worth watching. I'm going to have to go because we've just got into the second series of Killing Eve, which I freaking oh. love. I love them both. I want them both in my house. I mean, they'd be bonkers. <laughs> Probably not as those characters. <laughs> There's so much, like, at the beginning of lockdown, I was like, oh, I'm going to catch up on my Netflix. Never you know? not, not with two kids. Two no. Like, even if I didn't have the work, two kids is, like, seven times what one is. Yeah, no, no, totally. That's downtime. I know. Um, thank you so much for your Thanks. time. Um, and I'm, I can't believe we've never hung out before, but we will do in the future. I'm going to make a trip. Come see uh, yeah. you. Yeah, you might have to drive. I don't know if there'll ever be an airline again but ever again <laughs> um you drive to wellies i'll drive to wellies i know we will we'll do it um and thank you so much go forth um and i will be sharing this very soon fantastic thank you very much Kaki day. bye, bye. bye.